So we left off actually a couple of lines, four and a half lines from the bottom of Nunbezim of Base. We said that Ein Mavarchen, you're not allowed to make a Havdala, make a Birchas Bari Mairi Haesh, or Bari Mani Basamim, on a candle in Basamim, which belong to, which are from a guy. So Bishlim in there, we shouldn't delay Shabbos. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you, I know why you can't use the candle. Because there's a problem of Ner Shaloi Shabbos. This ner didn't. This candle didn't keep Shabbos, right? Malacha was done in front of it, and we have a principle that we don't use, right? To brisa, when you have a light, a candle, a fire that has not uh, spent Shabbos properly, so you don't make a bracha on it, right? Because navero was done at the, you know, as it were, navero is done. You know, it's not only navero; it's a non-Jew, but it was done by the light of this candle. Okay. That's a good reason. I'll besum my time alive, but I don't understand what's wrong with the besum. Let the use the non-Jews besum. Says the Gemara, review the Amarav Hachab Mesibas Goyim Askinon. We're talking about a Mesibas Goyim. So at this point, the Gemara already has decided, yeah, that uh, both the candle and the besum are usher for the one reason, not because of what we thought, because of the issue of Nersha Shabbos. The candle and the besum are both usher because they come from a Mesibas Goyim. You're at a Mesibas Goyim. For some reason, for whatever reason, you have to be at a uh, a work party on Shabbos uh, right before Shkia, and then uh, passes into Shkia, and there's candles in the summer, and you say to yourself, you know what, I might as well make Havdalah, and maybe I can finally have a drink. So, to this, says the Gemara, you can use the candles in the summer. Why not? Why not? Because generally speaking, these parties have a pagan element. Says the Gemara, "How many the Tanya say for Ein Varchan Leil on there? Bleil Al Basam Shal Avay the Zara Mechal the Rishal Labba by the Zara Askinim. Avi's Kashim." The Mishnah says a moment later that you can't use a candle or Basamim of Avay the Zara. So, how is it correct to assume that that's what's going on over here? How is it correct to assume that we're dealing with the candle or a um or the Basam of Avay the Zara? Morning, morning. Huh. I'll come back. Oh, sure. So, um, like this. So the Gemara explains, It's what we call a matam. Matam ain mavarch and loyal and ervelel with some. Why is it? Loyal and ervelel with some shall go Why can't you use their candle or their besamim? If Nesha stam goyim, stam mesibas goyim la bizarre, because chances are, if you're at a party at a non Jew's house, there is a pagan element. Okay, then Rabbanan. Okay, getting back to the idea of Arsha Shabbos. Right, even though that ends up not being the reason that our Mishnah is a, that our Mishnah forbids using the non-Jews candle. What is this idea of Arsha Shabbos? So Mavarchanal, Avishalei Shabbos, Ei Mavarchanal. That's the halacha. You can only use a Ner Shabbos, a Ner which kept Shabbos, right? So my Shabbos or my Loi Shabbos. What does this all mean? If not, if a candle not keeping Shabbos means it didn't do any malacha, right? No malacha was done by its light. I feel Even if it's a malacha scenario that was permitted, excuse me, in context, right? Let's say a woman was in childbirth Friday night, so we fired up a big old candle to light up the whole scene, and then, you know, it was a really big, it was a seven, uh, you know, it was a big, uh, a big yardside candle, and it's still burning now, so we say, ah, oh, here's our candle, let's make Havdalah. Now, it was malacha, but it was permissible, 
But the Gemara says, not true. But you're allowed to use such a candle. Even a candle that was lit on Shabbos for a chayla or something is permissible. What does it mean there? Shishovas. It means a ner, a candle, which uh, did not see any malachas avera. Which, uh, or in other words, the requirement is to have one that did not see any malachas avera. That's the uh, that's the uh, definition of shishovas. <coughs> right, and not a situation of hatter. Tanya nami hachi. Again, it's funny because you know we're talking about a a candle that a non-Jew. Uh, you know, did something that he was entirely permitted to do in front of. But, we're still calling it a ner shell uh, isura. Alright. Tanyanami. Hachi ashashis, a lantern. Shehaisa doilekes vayleches kalayim kuloi lemaitzoi shabbos vivarchin aleha. And in fact, we see that a lamp, a lantern which was lit, you know, a very large, you know, uh, amount of fuel, and it was lit throughout the entire day, you can use it Maitzai Shabbos. You can use it Maitzai Shabbos in right because why? Because it was in the home of a Yid, and the Yid was not Machal Shabbos. The Yid was keeping Shabbos. Okay. Very well. It says the Gemara Tanur Rabbanu Nachri Shidlik Misrael Misrael Shehidlik Minachri. Let's say a, you are presented with a candle that a non-Jew lit from a candle belonging to a Jew, or Misrael Shidlik Minachri. A Jew lit a candle from a non-Jew. You may make a bracha on that candle. You can use it. Right? So, however, Nachri mi Nachri ein A non-Jew lights a candle from another non-Jew and brings it to you. Ein mevarchen You cannot use it. So the Gemara says as follows. The problem with Nachri mi Nachri is there was no Shavisa. The candle didn't keep Shabbos. The guy was smoking a cigarette in front of the candle all Shabbos, right? So, If that's the case, right? So the Yisrael, the Jew who lights a candle from a, from a non-Jew, Right, so also that fire didn't keep Shabbos, right? It's, it's on a different uh, fuel source now. It's on a new fuel source, but it's the same fire, isn't it? Isn't it the same fire from a halachic perspective? V'chitema, the Gemara very, very cleverly, the Gemara says v'chitema hachi suru azalei Right, after all, can't, fire is just a chemical reaction, and it is generated by the consumption of the fuel, the rapid oxidation of the fuel. So, so while Chazal wouldn't have used those terms, they certainly were clever enough to observe that the fuel was being consumed and as long as there was fuel the fire continued and when the fuel ran out the fire didn't continue so they said okay whatever was burning before is not what's burning now so maybe it's a new thing right again scientifically we know it's in some sense a new thing not that i know i don't and i i in my you know seventh and eighth grade uh, science class did not get enough information to explain to you exactly what it is that we are holding in our hands when we hold a burning candle. I know it's a chemical reaction, but I don't, can't tell you anything more than that. Um, if any, any physicists in the room are welcome to weigh in. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it is, it, there's no question that there's some dynamic change going on, right? There's something that in terms of the flame, not in terms of the fuel source, but in terms of the flame, there is something that one could argue was not here before and is here now. So maybe this candle, which burned for some time after Shabbos, right? It burned for some time after Shabbos. It replaced, the old fire has been replaced. The fire of, of the, the Goyesha Avera fire has been replaced. And now it's just Matzah Shabbos fire. So it's all good. Says the Gemara. 
This is a new fire which was born in the hands of the Yid. This that we learn, someone who brings a shalheves, a flame, outside into Right, with halachitz, if somebody carries a flame outside, what's the case? So as she says, you put it in a, it's like a little shard. You have a little sh- uh, tiny earthenware cup, and there's a wick in it and a flame. He says because there can't be any gachela, so it has to be like a very, there can't be any like physical thing burning. So, or you know, there's a wick burning, nothing more than that. And what you have is a flame which is large enough to be an issue in terms of oitzah shabbos, and the cheres, the piece of earthenware, is not, right. So, I mean, it can be, but in this case, it's not, right? So, in that scenario, you are chayiv for carrying the fire. And the Shusharabim, the Gemara, asks a very clever question. What you picked up is not what you put down. What you put down is not what you picked up. And that's a general rule in Hilcha Shabbos that if I take this tissue box and I walk outside, if there were no Eruv, right? I would walk outside and I would put it down in the middle of El Camino. I would be violating the Isra of Haitzah because I took up, I, I picked up, I was Oikir the tissue box. I picked it up in Rishus Ayachit and I'm going to go put it down in Rishus Arabim, right? In Rabbinic Rishus Arabim, Rishus Arabim, right? So, um, with that being said, with that being said, so that's how normally Haitzah works, right? I take one thing and I pick it up and I put it down somewhere else. But with the fire, what I picked up. If you're going to tell me that halachically we call this a new fire, not the same fire that was here five minutes ago, that means that I picked up one fire and I put down a different fire, so I shouldn't be over, right? It's not it's it's pater if I'm not mistaken. Right? You're not allowed to do it, but it's not it's not punishable. So it says the Gemara. The Gemara says what it is is then you know you can't deny that there is something new here. However, the Isura, the core, the original uh, forbidden elements are still here. That doesn't bother us because what we're making a bracha on is the added permissible material. So, right? so a non-Jew from a non-Jew should also be fine because ultimately, right, ultimately, and even the Rishonim point out, even a Nachri, even a non-Jew, if it's an hour after Shabbos, it's already a totally new fire a hundred times over. Why can't I use that candle? So that the Rishonim say, if it's just a Nachri, they say it's easy to understand what the Gezeira is. What's the Gezeira? Because you might come to do the same thing, but right after Shabbos. The Chiddush we're saying now is, even a Nachri, mi Nachri, right? Even a Nachri, mi Nachri, why would, so that should be fine if, if already if you, you, you interpolate another non-Jew into the equation. So that should be enough to, to shake things up enough to, to remove any Gezeiras. Says the Gemara, "Ainachanami, you're right. Gezeira Rishim Nachri Rishim Amad Rishain. It's a very strong Gezeira. It's a Gezeira that you might come to do this business with the same non-Jew at the very moment of Shkia of Teska Chamrad." The Amad Rishain is the first candle. Here we don't. Second candle. Still, it's a gzair. Okay. Turn around on him. Hey, Mahali Chutzlakrach. Or, interesting halacha. Let's say I'm out of town. I'm walking, I guess, not outside the Tchum, but outside the city, out the outskirts of the city. Or, and I saw light. And I realized it's my son's house. I want to make a boy murder. 
If you're mostly non-Jews in the area, right? Because you have to assume it's a masiba of goyim. It's a goyish put, right? You see, you see, you see a fire burning somewhere. The goyim having a barbecue. You have to assume there's an avodah element. But if it's yidalach, so they're probably having shalashidus. So that's just fine. Says the Gemara. That doesn't make any sense. Because think about it. Right? We said it, if the city is mostly non-Jews. So you don't make a bracha. That implies that if it's half and half, right? Then you, um, and then you, um, you would be. Sorry, I'm just. <laughs> I just got distracted. Yeah, no, I just. I, I was like, I don't understand why they don't. The, the, there's a big problem that the place can talk about based on this Gemara, which is, the implication is that by Dirabanan with a Mechza al Mechza, you would, uh, presumably talking about this um you would have to be Machmer. It's very strange, right? You mean if it's 50 50? Right, in other words, why are we even entertaining the possibility, if, right, Mechza al Mechza is half and half, 50 50? Why are we even entertaining such a possibility? Isn't that just the classic stuff like Dirabanan? It should be Lahakel. But I don't understand, I don't know, what kind of city is 50 50? Most cities are mo- mo- mostly this or mostly that. Unless it means maybe the group. That's the only thing that distracted me. That's what I was thinking about just now. But, okay, let's assume that maybe you can. Actually, it's time. You know, you have, you have exact census data. Okay. Um, very well. Yeah. However, if it's mostly Jews, you can make a bracha. But if it's 50 50, ain't a mavarach. The implication is you have to be machmir. You can't. You have to assume that it's a problem. Really, you should have the right to make a bracha even even if it's 50 50. We're just echoing the language of the. Of the of the ratio, that's why we're saying right. So, but really, it's true that mechza al mechza, that half on half, is also permissible. If you see the little dot of the Gilean Ashas, he is referring you over to the Prichadash in Yerdea, which has the discussion that I just quoted to you. Okay, interesting. You're walking outside the city and you see a child, and he's holding a torch. Right? You say, Shema Yisrael, you see if he answers. Right, if he's a yid, mahalech imisolhu. I'm sorry. If he is a yid, who mavarich, you can make a bracha. Nachri who ain't mavarich. But if he's a child's a non-Jew, right? You say Shema Yisrael. He says, uh, he says uh, Clay Thompson. He doesn't understand what you're talking about. So then you cannot make a bracha. Mayer yitinik says the one. What does that have to do with kids? I feel godol nami. This is just halachu. You know that you can't make a bracha on the non-Jew's candle. Zatikamarem. And it's right after Shkia. So, Godel Mucha Milsa de Shkia Sacham, it means Sesekhe Chavim. So, Godel Mucha Milsa, the Vade Nachriu. Right? Uh, when it comes to, if he's an adult, it's obviously, right, there are no Jewish adults walking around with torches 10 seconds after Shabbos. That's, that's just not a thing. However, Tinnik Emi Sohu Akri Benukit, it's possible that a Jewish kid got a little confused in terms of, you know, Sesekhe uh, Chavim versus Shkia. You know, he, he, went a little, he went out a little early. That's something that could happen. He does no better. Okay, or somebody's walking again outside the city and he sees a light in the distance. Can I ask you just real quick? Did that, if you see the kid walking, did that torch rest on Shabbos? Is he uh, Jew or non-Jew? Jew, the Jew. 
It's a good question, because the implication is kind of like, oh, we can't explain why a Jewish person would be out with the torch. The implication being, why do you have a torch from Shabbos? So, I think the answer is probably yes, right? In other words, um, is it maybe, you know, are you concerned that he did Haitzah? Uh, my assumption is that, you know, there's, there's no kind of adult explanation for why a person, you know, there, there, there's, no, there's no real thing you need to be doing two minutes after Shabbos with a torch. But sometimes a child runs after Shabbos with a torch. Right? When it comes to the non-Jew, the non-Jew, he could have been doing anything for the last two hours. Who knows? Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't assume that that means that the, that the malacha was done. Yeah, I'm not sure. What do we do? You know, I assume, I, I, you know, coming back to the question, I assume that we don't, we don't say that, that if malacha was done b'shoikim, in front, right, by accident, in front of a candle, we don't say, oh, that's not Nash Hashavos anymore. Because, let me tell you something, there's not a house in Kalah where malacha is not done b'shoikim in front of whatever fires you have. Malach is done by Shaggy every shop, so I would imagine that, uh, that that's okay. If I have to guess. I don't know the Sugis in Rosh Hashavas, but that's what I would think. Okay. You saw light. If it is a big, imagine like a big, you see a big circle of light, like the mouth of a, of a kiln, of a big furnace, to make a bracha. But if not, you can't make a bracha. Now, Tani Chada, we have one bracha which says, We have one bracha which says a furnace is okay to make a bracha, and the other bracha says, No, you can't make a bracha on a furnace. It says the Gemara Lekash. It depends. At the beginning, right, the furnace, so your people are baking uh, bricks or something, right? So, at the beginning, um, those bricks, those bricks, are the, 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 that oven is there to bake bricks. So you can't, when you make a bracha of Bayer Mariesh, it has to be on a light which was meant to illuminate. Which was meant to illuminate. And such a light is not, right, it happens to be fire, but it's not there to be to illuminate, it's there to bake stuff. However, at the end, not sure why this is exactly, but at the end of the process, they would amp up, right, they would amp up the fire, and part of the reason they would amp up the fire was to see better what was going on. Um, so therefore, that is lahoyer, that is to give light, and therefore it is a good thing, it is a valid thing to make a brachan. Tani chada. Or shaltana v'shal kirayim, right? We just talked about a furnace. Now how about smaller ovens? The light of smaller ovens, mevarchanolav, you can always make a brachan. V'tani yidach ain't mevarchanolav. And we have another bracha which says you can't, so what's going on? Like hasha v'tchil abasayf. Again, at the beginning, at the beginning, um, you are, the, the fire is in the oven in order to bake or cook the food. Right, but at the end, again, it seems like Rashi describes something where they would like arrange little twigs to burn to kind of it would be like an oven light, you know, and create a little a steady fire that they could see what they were doing. Okay, Tani Chada, or the light of a basic of a shul or a base medrash you can make a bracha. Another bracha says, no, you're not supposed to make a bracha on that light. So what's going on? Like Hasha says anymore. One is where there's an Adam Chashiv. So if there's an Adam Chashiv, you can assume that the, the, the shul is lit up to give covet to him. Right? So therefore, it's not Lahoyer, and you shouldn't make a bracha on it. It's not there to illuminate. But if there's no one special in town, and you see light, then that light must be there in order to light up, uh, and therefore you can make a bracha. Now, Vibay is saying, Both cases, there's an Adam Chashiv. Right? The word Chazan, in this case, means a Shamas, somebody who lives, who lives in the shul, like a guy who takes care of the shul and then sleeps there overnight. 
and the light that you're seeing is his normal light that he uses to illuminate his 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 house basically right so therefore that fellow that fellow has a light on that he's using to illuminate his home and is perfectly valid as a source of light and you can make a brach on it me by same but if you don't have such a person then you have to assume it's because of the adam chash of the the important person me by same uh, it could even be that in both cases there's a chazan there, and there's a there's an important birth and there's a sham depends is moonlight or not because if there's plenty of moonlight then you have to assume the candles are there to just to add quality right to add to kishmak to make it more exciting but you don't really need them for light all of this idea is why people turn off the light at because you want to be using the candle to illuminate then People were sitting in shul, and someone brought them a candle. Not, I shouldn't say shul in the base medrash. They're learning. Shammai says everyone makes one brach, makes a, makes a, an individual bracha. Basila says one person makes a bracha for everyone. Because of the general principle, mitzvahs performed together in large groups are very good. Now, I understand why Basila say what they say because they gave us a reason. My time, why does Beishamai say what they say? Because they say it's a problem with the Beishamai. You don't want to break the spell of learning by interrupting for Avdal. Let everyone on their own time, when they have a chance, they'll take a second and make a Beishamai. We find a Brexit which expresses this idea. Shall be They didn't say Gesundheit. In the in the base medrash, right? Marpes, uh, what you translate into Aramaic, Asusa, which you translate into Yiddish, is Gesundheit. What translate into English is blessed you. So, all of those things were not said when someone sneezed in a room, even though it's a proper thing to say. Because it would be a bitl base medrash every Why time someone sneezes. Huh? That we don't stop for bitl base medrash? Maybe we do. Like, Zimun in the base medrash. I don't know what they. I don't know how you're going to have the case, but I, I think generally speaking, we do assume, yeah, that we don't interrupt. There are certain mitzvahs that the Chazal say we do interrupt. You know, for like halfayat things like that. Um, generally speaking, we I think we do assume that you don't interrupt. You're learning to, to do mitzvahs. Mitzvah Barisi, actually the Acher, that sort of thing. Says the Gemara, Aim on my time and there Right? Why can't you use the candle or the besamim of a dead body? Let's say a person works chaver kadisha and there's candles. The besamim are there to improve the smell, right? And you say to yourself, okay, once I'm here, I might as well do havdalah, right? Maybe he has to work a, a long matzah shabbos shift and he didn't get a chance to do havdalah. So says the Gemara, you can't do that. Why not? Because the nair is covered hudavida. The candle's not there to illuminate. The candle's not there to write. The candle is there because of covered hames. It's a candle you you light because there's a dead body present, and therefore, it's no one. It, the light is not is not needed, and therefore, it's not a correct uh, thing to make a bracha. Um, and the v'samim are lavure rechudavidi. This is an interesting idea. The spices are there to remove the bad smell. They're not there to to give a good smell. Says the Gemara, Marvuda Marab, Koshamati in the fun of Biyoy Muvalila in Mavarkhala, Koshamati in the fun of Abla Mavarkhala. They just point out that if the candle only came out at night, you can assume the candle is there to illuminate. But if the candle comes out 
by day and by night. And again, you have to assume that the candle is there to give covet, to honor the dead person, and therefore, um, therefore, it's not correct to make a bracha. Amr Avuna, the sum shall base a kise, a similar idea. If somebody has a, uh, he likes, he has a little thing of the summon that he likes to take to the restroom. Right when he goes to the bathroom, there's a bad smell, and he doesn't like. He's he's a he's a sensitive person. He doesn't like the bad smell, and so he um, he uh, he has a little thing of besamim he takes with him. So he can't make a brach on it, right? Because it's lahavir says Oh, I skipped one. B'shemen ha'atzul lahavir says zuaman. The oil we talked about back before. The oil you use to clean off your hands at the end of the suda, right? So you don't make a brach on that oil, right? Even though it's scented. Says the Gemara Lemeimer, are you suggesting the Kol Hechel the Lav Levrecha Avida Levrechil Nalavei? All these halachas suggest that for some that are not specifically made to create an active, pleasant smell, you don't make a bracha on. Makes ve'aniches chanusle shel boisem. If I go into a perfumery ve'hiriach reyach and I smell a smell, I feel Yashem Shem Kol Yom Kulei and Mavarchal Pamachas. Even if you work there, you spend the whole day over there, you only make one bracha. Nitnas v'yatzel, nitnas v'yatzel. Let's say you're the mashkiach on the on the uh, on the perfume shop. Right, so Mavarich, I'll call Pam Vipam every time you walk in. You make a new bracha. The Hacha the Lal the Reichu Davidim become Mavarich. Ah, over there, that perfume is not there to create a good smell. It's there because the guy's selling it. He, he, that's just where he keeps it. It's his store. Says the Gemara, it's not true. It's not true. In the Reich Nam Yudavidi, he absolutely wants everyone to smell the perfume because that's how he gets people through the door. And that is why we know that supermarkets and department stores today have se- uh, smell-generating um, technology, similar to the type of thing you use to freshen a bathroom. Um, and there's all types of crazy stuff, like, you know, supermarkets are, by the bakery, they're pumping out fresh-baked food smells to get people excited about cake and cookies, and these are all very real things. You do it here, too, though. It's very Yeah, of course. The truth comes out. Okay. Turn around. I'm halchutz lekrach veiriach reach. Okay. This guy is always outside the city. You've got to get inside. And he smells a pleasant smell. So he thinks to himself, Oh, I can make havdal. But if the city is mostly non-Jews, he shouldn't make a bracha. But if the city is mostly Jews, mivari he can make a bracha. Even when there's a majority of Jews. Right, even when there's a majority of Jews, um, why? They should You shouldn't Excuse me. You shouldn't assume. You shouldn't assume that you have the right to to take a nice inhale just because um, we're in a majority Jewish area. Why? Because the the Jewish girls, unfortunately, are just as involved as, in witchcraft as their non-Jewish neighbors, and you have to assume that maybe they're burning incense for witchcraft purposes. Okay. Says the Gemara, Atu kuli l'kshafim akatron. All the nice Jewish girls are burning besamim for for witchcraft. Havelay miut l'kshafim. Right. So, uh, so uh, the Gemara says, no, no, no. What it is is that there are some who burn the candles, the the incense for kshafim for magic. And there are some people who are doing it. Some women are doing it in order to. It's part of the laundry process. They're legamaris akelim. They're trying to, to, to. Um, to put a, a um, uh, to, to steam or to, to like infuse with a pleasant something the uh, the clothing that they washed. So, 
So, since there are those two other purposes, but ultimately, a majority of the smells you smell while you're walking around are not being uh, produced in order to create merely a positive good smell. And therefore, any scenario where um, mostly the smells are not they're not to create a pleasant smell, is not a good source for a bracha. If you're walking on Erev Shabbos and Tveri, or on Matzai Shabbos and Tveri, and you smell a smell, a pleasant smell, you don't make a brach. You may assume that it is only there to uh, to uh, finish off the kalim, the laundry. If you're walking in a shukavah and you say, ah, what a nice smell, you're a sinner because you're inhaling, you're getting a nice, pleasure, you're having a nice, pleasant experience from the incense of Abay That's not correct. That's actually a different question. People talk about that. It's an interesting question. Oh, it's animus yeah, well, that's the question. Really, any non-kosher restaurant. It's all the same problem. Cinnabon in the airport. That might be better. Might be more to work with there. There's probably lard in them, never mind. Okay, so we said in the Mishnah that you can't make a brach on the candle until you derive benefit. So, it doesn't mean derive benefit for real. Anything that if you were standing close by, you would be able to use the candle. You get a good eye shot, a good sighting of a good candle, a solid candle. The whole shmooze, the whole halacha is at a distance. You don't have to be up next to the candle. If you had a candle, right, imagine a little oil lamp hidden in your uh, in your in your robes, kind of. I don't, you know, obviously not in such a way as to set yourself on fire. penis, or in an, a lantern. Or I saw a flame, but I can't quite. Or I see a flame flickering, but I can't use it. It's too far away. Or vice versa, right? I see a light, but I don't see. I, I can see that the a room or something is illuminated, but I cannot see the mm-hmm. flame itself. You need to see the flame and derive benefit from the light. Both together. I understand how that happens. I can see illumination, but no flame. I'm in a corner, right? Imagine I'm standing by uh, the corner over there, and the candle's just around the corner. I can't see the flame, but I can. See, but there's light. There's enough light for me to use, right? How can I see the flame and not be able to use the light? Love. I must be at a distance. I see a flame at a distance, but it's too far away. So therefore, we see. That even at a distance, um, it's okay. Even at a distance, excuse me, you cannot make a bracha. It's merely that you're, you could be, uh, theoretically, um, even if you're far away, you could still make a bracha. And this case is that the candle, the flame, keeps flickering in and out. It's a weak flame, and therefore, it's not so reliable, and that's the problem. Okay, so it could be Ravashi still right. Tanarabona. Gechalim loy Candle uh, coals which are whispering, varchin alein. You can make a bracha. Umemois. However, if their umemois is like flickering, it's not reliable. Means what? It's not. You can't. It's not good. It's it's it's. You can't use it. You can't. For a second. 
No, you need to be able to derive some uh, some certain amount of use from it. Yeah. Um, what is that certain amount? So we're our minute as we look at our nails, right? But uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if the place can say a more specific amount of time. Okay, but umamois, what's umamois? When the coals get like white, right? When they're not red anymore. That's umamois. So that's already ein mevarchanale, and you can't uh, make a bracha on that light. Hechidami loichashayis. What does it mean? Whispering. Amar fchis the kol shilamaklas latechan kisei midoy lekis meilel. If you pop a, a twig in there, it ignites, right? Yiboilu umamois ay umamois, right? Is it umamois with an aleph or umamois with an ayin? Tashma damar fchis the baravdimi arazim loy amemuhu began eloy kim, right? And we see that they spell the word that Nicheskel, we spell the word Amamuhu, which indeed means extinguish it, that the, the cedars do not block out his light. Um, that is spelled with an ayin. Okay. Rav Amr Yesu Mamish. Rav disagrees. Rav says you have to derive actual benefit. The case is you have to the, the halach is you have to, be able to, to determine the difference between uh, two coins an iser and a punyin of two different sizes. Chizki Amar Kadesh Yakabim Meluzma Shel Tavayi LeMeluzma Shel Tzipari. Chizki says you have to, be able to distinguish between these two different weights. Apparently in Tavayi and Tzipari they used they had the same name for two different weights. In Tavayi it was one thing in Tzipari it was another. Rabbi Yehuda Mavarich Adabei Adadayla. Rabbi Yehuda had a a a buddy named Adadayla. He was his shamish. He was his helper. And I guess they didn't live so close to each other. Yehuda would look out the window and he would see the candle and he would say, Rava Mavarich, Rava himself, interestingly, would make a bracha Guria Bar Chama. Rava would make a bracha on the uh, the light of Beguria Bar Chama, which was close to his house, Rashi says, because his sheet is, right? It was, it was like a real, you know, East New York. You would look out the window, there was the candle right in his face, you'd make the bracha. Um, Abaye Mavarich Adabe Bar Avuha. Abaya would make a bracha on the one in Baravua's house, which we don't know, I think, where, how close that was there. We don't, sometimes a person doesn't manage to make a bracha of Baravua. It's okay. Okay, you can't do it. If you really can't do it, it's okay. Move on. I used to really work very hard. I used to not go to sleep or whatever until I got a, a, a light. If the candle comes to me, I make a bracha. If not, I don't worry about it. Very interesting. Okay, Misha Acha. What's this Misha Acha? We said somebody who ate and he forgot to bench. And he realizes, he's somewhere else. He realizes, I forgot to bench. The whole conversation is if you forgot. Right? If you deliberately said, you know what, I don't care. I'll bench at home. I don't have to bench here. And you go somewhere else, you return to your place, the Mishnah says, you forgot. The case is that you forgot. It has to be that you forgot. I might think that no, this halacha is meant to include even if you did it on purpose. We were just trying to show you that is and they say you have to go back even when it was an innocent mistake. Right? So therefore, Kamash Malan, that's what they were trying to tell you, that no, it's Dafka Shachach, but everyone agrees, if you do it on purpose, you have to go back to the place you ate and bench there. Tanya, right? It's like a, it's like a punishment. Tanya. If someone was eating up on the top of a, a skyscraper, and then he goes all the way downstairs, and there were no elevators in their skyscrapers, so they had to walk down all the stairs, all 82 flights, 
And then, and then he goes, oh, you know what? I, I, I have to, I'm back on the observation deck. I have to bench, right? So he has to go all the way back up now. That's crazy, says Basil. Your Baalbatim are going to leave you. They're not going to come back to Yishol, right? So I'm going to right? Somebody who forgot to his, uh, his, right? You forget your iPhone. You forget your wallet at the top of the skyscraper, right? And remember, they didn't have elevators. So if they forgot the iPhones, they had to walk all the way back up. So... Um, so you're going to tell me that that he's not going to go back up, right? Right? If the guy would go up for his wallet, he's going to go up for he has to go up for a mitzvah as well. Very well. There was one guy who was machmir like beishamai. It's very interesting. Very usually, usually someone does like beishamai, they get punished, right? But this and this thing, for some reason, it's good to do like beishamai. Right? He did He realized he, that he had left right? instead of relying on Beis Hill and saying, Oh, I did this by accident, I didn't mean to leave, so therefore I can bench wherever I am. He said, I'm going back to where I was. And he found Taka, a wallet full of money. Right? So good policy. Right? And then one guy thought he could rely on Beis Hill, which of course even Beis Hill says you're not supposed to rely on us, right? And he was eaten by a lion. Mistake. All right. Rabbi Barbarchana Barbarchana was going in a uh, uh, caravan. Ochal, he ate He forgot the bench. Right, happens to everyone. Even Rabbi Barbarchana. Amar What should I do? If I tell them, oops, I'm sorry, I forgot the bench. So Right. They'll say, what do you mean? Basil holds, right? These are good, God-fearing Jews. But they're going to say, I don't know, why you, what's your problem? You bench, you, you did it by accident. Bench wherever we are. We're not turning back, right? Sit and bench. But he wanted to go, if Nimashur Sadin, he wanted to do like Beishamai. So, what should I do? So he says, I'm going to tell them I forgot my uh, golden dove, which I keep close to me, right? I forgot my golden dove. Please wait up. I have to run back and pick up my very, very valuable piece of gold that I left behind. So Azul, he runs back. He benches. Oh, and he finds miraculously, absolutely miraculously, he finds a golden dove. How about that? Okay, how about that? Why, why a dove? Because the people of Kaisa are compared to a yoyna, to a dove. A very, very beautiful pasuk. Check it out. We have to move very quickly now. Just as a dove is only saved by its wings, so too Kaisa is only saved by mitzvahs. Ad Amosai, right? We said somebody who ate and then time elapsed and now he's not hungry anymore and he wants to bench. Right? I didn't say he's not hungry, I shouldn't say that. Some time passed and now he wants to know can he still bench. So Kama says tomorrow, Kama Shir Ikla, at what point do we say the food is digested? You're not hungry anymore. Interesting. Shir, uh, as long as you still feel thirsty, right? You usually want to match your food with drink, so as long as you still feel feel thirsty. Um, Right, Reish Lakish says that sheer equal that the amount of digestion, the time of digestion, is a four mil trip, which we say is something like seventy-two minutes. He was talking about an achilam maruba, about a, la- a large, um, a large meal. However, 
but uh, that, that, and that's where we say 72 minutes. But Achilles a small meal, that is going to be a different shear, a shorter shear of as long as you still feel thirsty. Taisus holds the opposite. We're not going to get into that. Now, Bolahem Yain, Mechulu Einen Amin, right? We said, uh, right, so I don't know why the Bolahem Yain just kind of throws things off, but what we're going on is the word Bolahem Amin. We're talking about the halacha that um, if a non Jew, if you hear the end of a bracha, from a Jew, you say, Amin, but if you're the bracha makusi, you can't trust him. Maybe he's saying a bracha tagreezim. Says the Gemara, you're telling me that a Jew, you say, Amin, but you didn't hear the bracha. The Gemara says, I think we must be talking about berchas hamazain. So how are you, saying You didn't hear the whole bracha. No, no, no. We're not talking about you're trying to be yaitzimism. You overheard the end of a bracha. Right? Um, you only picked up the end of the bracha. Amalei Rav lechia berei lechia berei. Right, we just had chia Rav. So Rav once said to him, "Chatoifu brich beri chatoifu brich." When they're passing the kais shal bracha down the table for benching, you should go, "Oh, me, me, me!" Right, you should you should put yourself out there that you want to lead benching. It's a big mitzvah. This is something the Gedolim told their children. They should try to be the one to bench. Are you suggesting that the person who makes the bracha is more important than the person who answers amin? Isn't the person who answers amin more important than the person who makes the bracha? The truth is, it's absolutely true. Right, and he added, and he said, like, right, because you have the um, the gulayrin are yarden uh, bemuhama. The gulayrin are like the foot soldiers. They come down and they get uh, their hands dirty, right, in battle. And then the knight, the uh, the big knacker comes yarden and it finishes off the job and takes the credit. Right, that's kind of the way I think sometimes. So, so the Gemara explains tanoi. It's actually machlekes tanoi, which is more important. The tanya echem mivarech vecharoi Bemashma, right? Uh, we can't get into what it's mashma exactly, but there are two different psukim which suggest importance, and one of them implies that the brach is more important, one of them implies that the answering of amen is more important. We give schar uh, for the mevarich first. So that would suggest that the person who makes the brach is more important. So we have a steer, we have two different tanoim, two different opinions in the tanoim, which one is more important. Can you answer amen? You pass by the cheder and they're practicing brachas. Right? Can you answer Amin when you hear them practicing brachas? You're not allowed to answer Amin. Right? We only say Amin for a real bracha, and those are practice brachas. Right? If it's their, um, if they're reading maftir, uh, very interesting formulation. That uh, they're eating lunch. I don't know. But if they're reading maftir, then you answer. Right, they're making the brachas on the aftar. What's shemen? Sometimes some people have the minute to use the oil, the scented oil, at the end of the suda to clean their hands. So Divri Rabbi Ziloy. Rabbi Ziloy says that the shemen, that oil, you can't bench until you receive that oil. Rabbi Ziloy, Rabbi Ziloy says, no, it's okay, go ahead and bench, get the oil later. Rabbi Acha, shemen, toiv ma'akir. Rabbi Acha says, good oil, right? This is, a, oh, I, I, this is entirely remez, okay? This is not, this is, I, I don't think this is a real halakh discussion at all, right? Good oil holds back the bracha. Rabbi Zuhumoy, Aymer, kishem shemizuhum pasula. Avoy the kach yadayim mizuhum esposoy sebracha. Just as somebody who is unpleasant and stinky uh, can to avoid the Nabi Samikdash, mm-hmm. so too dirty hands cannot be used 
for cannot you can't have dirty hands when you make the brach. I don't know any of those people. I never heard of them, right? I know a brisa. The Amr of Yehuda, Amr Rav, Amr of Masnisa Tana, right? Either Rav said it's a brisa. Is Kadashtem Elu Mayim Rishonim. The pasuk says, "Is Kadashtem make yourselves holy." These are Mayim Rishonim. The first washing. Vayisim Kadoshim Elu Mayim Achorinim. Vayisim Kadoshim tells you Mayim Achorinim. Ki Kadosh because of Ki Kadosh Zeh Shemen Ani Hashem Olekechem. Zu bracha, I am Hashem, your God. This is the bracha, so we see that the oil should come before the bracha if you're used to having it. Ah, ah, sure. Sure. All right. Oh, is somebody, is somebody on pivot?